live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, here we go from cold Iowa, bringing you a new guest here on the Conspiracy Farm. We're, we're really happy to be back. We we had to rebrand and go back to the old name. People were a little confused by the the uh, the name that we were using. But, Jeff, uh, yeah, the farm's back, buddy. We missed our girl, baby. We're back with our true love. That's what it is, you know, like I said the other day. We went out and tried to date a little bit, but we're back with our true love. And I'm really stoked to talk to our gentleman today. He's, you know, back to the farm. He was a big, faithful farmer back in the day. Like I was just saying before we went on, like he's got a very deep resume. And I'm really excited to talk about what kind of what he's gotten into lately. Um, it's reminiscent of a conversation we had with one of our other guests, Mr. Nicholas Spahn, is another really cool individual. But I think this conversation about, um, you know, mental health and how to get to our, our best level and the kind of ways to, and I don't want to use these kind of words pejoratively, but to, to way the kind of hot brain to rewrite the unconscious, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get all into it. Yeah. Cody Vidal is our guest tonight, well, um, former let fighter. Me, let, me, let me at least, yeah, let me give him kind of a proper, uh, as far as his credentials. I I mean, he's yes, a, he's a hell of a mixed martial arts fighter, uh, training for bare knuckle now. Master builder of multi-million dollar outdoor landscapes, uh, for Hollywood elites and, you know, sports stars and all kinds of stuff. He's got, uh, basically royal lineage in his blood and he's got an amazing uh, level of, of history knowledge, historic knowledge and also a master of hypnotherapy, which I've already experienced. So yes, Cody, welcome. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, I, I, I love the podcast. I love. All what you guys are always about, Wilson, Militich, you guys have been uh, you guys have been pioneers for truth for such a long time, and it's good to have men like Pat, who are, are fighters who fight for the truth, fight for what's good, because society likes to look at strong men, especially nowadays, and, and try to demean them and demoralize them and say, oh, they're they're evil. They're this word I will not use. It begins with a T and sounds like sick at the end, uh, but Ultimately, whenever you want to focus on a leader, at least when I want to focus on a leader, I want to focus on someone that I know can have my back. I want to focus on someone that can lead me in the right direction, not just in the good, but in the bad times, through the darkness, through the mud, if you will. And that guy is definitely Pat. I grew up watching Pat Militich, Pat Militich Fighting Systems. Had all the UFC champions at that time. Pat is actually the first welterweight UFC champion in history, and he went on to coach gentlemen like Robbie Lawler, Tim Sylvia, Matt Hughes, and those guys are all warriors in their own right. So, with having said that, seeing Pat Militich being a fighter for truth, that 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 is awesome because you know once you hang up the gloves, people forget about you really quickly, but the real ones they'll always remember you and. Hey, man, at the end of the day, having the fighting spirit, that is what drives us forward through this world of corruption and enables us to truly live with purpose. And so Pat's a man of purpose. 
and so are you, Mr. Wilson. So it's exactly why I am so happy to be here on the show today to talk about hypnosis and other topics. So thank you. Appreciate it, Cody. You know, I, I, I really appreciate your kind words. I was on Facebook today, and I just want to get this out of the way. So I a memory came up from three years ago, J- January 23rd, 2020. And this is what I had posted. Uh, the coronavirus was created in a laboratory and has had a patent for several years now. It's been around a long, long enough that they'll miraculously come up with a vaccine very soon. Starting to catch on yet? And then I looked at the comments on there and a doctor from my area, his first name's George, that's all I'll say, said, man, it must be hard living, you know, like everything's a conspiracy. And so, Three years later, I I commented below that, and I tagged him, and I said, this did not age well, did it, George? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so um, I don't want vindication. I don't want anything out of this. I want want people to just start defending their children the the right way by just peaceful noncompliance, right? Exactly. And you know what? I actually remember that post. Yeah, I remember, so. I remember thinking to myself, I hope Pat slaps this guy. <laughs> it, you know, it's been maddening. It's been maddening over the last three years dealing with these folks, and and certainly he won't. He hasn't commented back after I said, you know, I posted that or commented uh, this morning and tagged him, so he knows. And when he goes to look at it, he's got nothing left to say. He's, he's just got nothing left to say. Now they just they don't. They have to. They were the professionals. They were the experts. What the is going on, right? Well, if you want well, me to add to that, well, let, let, let Jeff no, talk about it. Just no, go for it. Go for it, Cody. Well, I mean, look, Pat knows this. You know this. There's information that does not get out to the public immediately. For example, the military, I, me- I remember being told this in the 90s or in the early 2000s, the military's technology is 40 years ahead of our own knowledge of it. And that was years ago. The technology that they have now is probably actually expanded. So before we recognize what kind of technology they have, there's already so many secrets hidden under the rug. There, there is, there is no, there is no way anybody's going to tell me that that was an accident. In fact, you guys had that, um, that female reporter, uh, with the Bulgarian or Russian or Turkish. Ileana Gatanchaiva. Yeah, she she went around and documented all the bioweapons labs all across the world. These are ran by the globalists who create these viruses, and they create these viruses for population control, just like they put poison in the food and in the water. It's the it's the cause of population control. And so when you want to talk about hypnosis, hypnosis is creating a problem which causes fear, controlling the masses with the fear, and then anybody that questions it, tell them no, they're the crazy one. Fuck you. We're the crazy ones because we want to be healthy. You talk about taking care of your kids. My kid's homeschooled. I'll never put my kid in school. People say, well, what about social interactions? That's why he goes to jujitsu. That's why he does, that's why he does gymnastics. That's why he does this and that. He doesn't need to go learn in a setting with other people. I will teach my child how to be an entrepreneur. I will teach my child that he is a human soul, that he is a conscious being, not a flesh pot walking around that can be microchipped and pretty much used uh, for whatever the government wants to use them for. That's wrong. So 
Going back to what I was originally saying, I lived with a man named Todd. Todd Williams, how you doing? I'll send this link to you. You'll love this one. Todd is an ex-corman, okay? Ex-corman. And he had a bunch of gentlemen that were his friends. Ex-DEA, ex-military, ex-police. They're all older. And they joined together and they created a constitutionalist militia. A constitutionalist militia. Oh, that sounds terrible. No, that's a group of men who come together who know the Constitution, they can recite it, and then on top of that, they know how to defend every single one of their rights, including your rights. So with that said, these men are always looking into the information that is swept under the rug. And they gave me a packet about this big, and they started talking about aliens and this and that. And hey, I'm open-minded to all kinds of topics. So I was kind of weary of it first. I didn't read it right away. It wasn't until I moved out that I moved out of this place to Huntington Beach from Temecula, California, and I actually started reading through this. And it said on this page, this is before coronavirus, it said on this page, it said a list of events in 2019 that are coming. And I was given this paper in September 2018, right? On that list, it said there will be a MERS coronavirus released in the first quarter of 2019. It said that FEMA is getting ready for an imminent attack. It also mentioned on there that a world catastrophe was going to happen. Now, simultaneously around that same time, I had a uh, a uh, physical therapist working on me. He told me about the act between Trump and China, the, the treaty that they signed, that Trump had China sign. And the reason why Trump was able to, and I put, put parentheses because I don't believe anything anymore, but the reason why Trump was able to get China to sign this is because if you look on one of the pages towards the end of this 80-some page report, it says that all of these agreements become null and void during a global catastrophe. So our economy spiked after that was signed, and then our economy dropped right after that virus was released. Coincidence? I think not. Right, right. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I'm just a, a lot going on, man. So much going on. I mean, I, Pat and I were having a private conversation today, but I mean, we were just kind of voicing each other's frustration on whatever it is that's going on right now with these, with, with the vaccine and obvious admissions now from the CDC and IH that blood clots might be happening with people over 60. We know what that really means. They, you know, they got to make in a few years, it'll be down under whatever. They're slowly admitting to us what we already freaking knew. And oh, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if every single people have died suddenly throughout history, I, I get this, but I'm just saying from what I'm hearing from like morticians, insurance, life insurance agents and, and, and doctors and this whole thing with the, the die suddenly, Suddenly, these these fiber strands that are these white fiber strands that are are coming up in people's bodies when you know morticians try to embalm them, they can't embalm them. And I'm just going to say this again, and I probably have already said this already, but me, per- there's eight billion motherfuckers on this planet. Me personally, I've seen a dude who just got his last shot fall out right in front of me, thirty some years old, went into a seizure. I'm sitting here trying to console him because it was just me and him and he falls out this guy gets airlifted to which if people don't know iowa city is like a massive kind of trauma hospital and he's 30 something years old dude he had a chunk of his skull removed and he's now in like whatever it is um care facility living. yeah and, and that's the thing. I, for now the rest of his life 
I have a, I have a cousin who's a year older. I'm sorry, a cousin who's a year older than me two weeks ago. Um, massive blood clot created this stroke. Couldn't operate on it, and he wound up dying a few days later after he was on life support. And there's been a few other things between my family members and friends that just I've seen. And so I said to the camp, I'm like, bro, you imagine the real fucking numbers right now? Out of 8 billion people, how many of this is happening? You know, and they're actually starting to kind of admit it, and I know we can't ever sue the the pharmaceutical companies for – I mean, that was laws passed in the 90s, I believe, if I'm incorrect, that you can't sue these guys for any – Adverse reactions, but even the normies, quote unquote normies, are starting to see it. So I'm I'm actually anxious to see the mental gymnastics that go down. That a, a, a friend of mine today, I won't mention his name, the most fittest motherfucker, former marine, rides his bike, runs all the time. Luckily, blood clot in his leg and go bad. But why are these clots all of a sudden accumulating in everyone and causing sometimes death? It's fucking well, crazy, point- man. Yeah, to the point that, you know, a Canadian uh, news broadcast that I picked up on, somebody had posted, and they said, you know, they're normalizing what they call clot season that follows the flu season. They call it clot Yes, I saw that today, too. I've never heard that in my life. Stroke season. Stroke season, too, yeah. Yeah, stroke season. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there going, and I, I was on a podcast from Canada uh, it's general. It's a sports a sports uh, podcast, and one of the hosts, who's in his thirties, said he's had right around what would he say twenty five blood clots since he got the injections. Twenty five blood clots at thirty five years old. It does not. It will not stop. These people, unless they learn how to clean their blood and their cells out with powerful antioxidants, they're not gonna. It's just they can give you blood thinners all they want. It's I don't I don't know if it's you have I don't know. It's it's doesn't seem to be working for a lot of these people. But you've got to put things substances into your body that are going to drag the heavy metals and toxins out of your body. Period. So um I'm not gonna say what what specific products to get. No. I'm just telling you that it doesn't come from modern medicine. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, of course, you're the guest. As we're talking, <laughs> I said, both of you check your phones right now. Please check your phones in our group message. As we were talking, actually, as I was talking about my friend Todd Williams, that story about the COVID, right? He, we, we barely talk anymore. We talk now and then. He messaged me right as I was talking about him, and look what he messaged me about. Todd has been on the forefront of the San Diego education system fighting the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, mandate, mandate. He's been fighting it. And look at what is going on. If you look at the message, he's going to be on One American News tomorrow to talk about his fight against the COVID mandate in the San Diego education system. This man is so smart. He actually sues the state all the time. <clears throat> he makes lots of money off of recalls, lawsuits, and everything. Literally, the reason why I bring this up is because whenever I talk to Pat, and I'm not trying to go off subject here, I talk to Pat about alignment. There's spiritual conscious alignment that happens, and this goes into hypnosis. When people are on the same wavelengths, ESP, extrasensory perception, telepathy, all of that happens. And I call them signs. I call them wonders. I call them confirmations. It's real. Literally just talked about him on a 
on a podcast. I just talked about Todd Williams on a podcast. We don't talk much. And then he messages me that he's going to be on the One American News podcast tomorrow to talk about exactly what we're talking about right now. Is that a coincidence? I think not. Serendipity, baby. Serendipity. And I, I'm all about that, dude. Energy's aligning whether we can't necessarily see or or not, I'm with that shit. I mean, I don't know about the secret and law of attraction, but I think there is something to that, man. You get with the energy, you you get in your life the energy you put out. You know, I think there's there's just something to that shit, in my humble opinion. And I'm no, you know. So you talk about class season, right? I want to bring this up, dude. We talk about conspiracies, right? Who's ever seen the photo of Baphomet? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want me to bring that photo up and explain something to you about Baphomet and blood clots? Yeah, please do. I thought about this. Well, please, please, please pull up the one. Please, please pull up the one that Elon Musk rocked on his little uh, Halloween. Let me type costume. in Elon Musk. Baphomet. His costume had Elon Musk Baphomet. It's like he's got it yeah. right on his fucking chest, bro. Yeah, right here. So Elon Musk rocking the Baphomet uh, face right there on the right there. Bingo, right? Yeah. Now yeah. I thought about this all on my own. I, and I don't say this to sound egotistical, guys, but I, I, I have this intuition that surprises me all the time. That surprises me all the time. Um, Baphomet is obviously a satanic symbol, satanic individual. All right? And I'm going to pull this photo up. Okay? Here's Baphomet. Right? There's Baphomet. Yep, two fingers Baphomet. up, two fingers down. Yeah, Baphomet's got two fingers up, two fingers down, as above, so below. Right? Yes, he has breasts. And he has He's breasts. Got breasts, right? Transgenderism, right? See that's that staff between that's his legs? Ca- the staff between uh-huh. his legs is the pharmaceutical staff. Now, the word pharmaceutical comes from the word pharmakia, which is Greek pharmakia. for witchcraft, right? Now, you can't see it, but if you look, anybody, just Google Baphomet, B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T. If you Google Baphomet, you will see this. On his forearms, think about it. Where do you get syringes? On his forearms, it says dissolva and coagula. Wow. Dissolve, your, your, your proteins dissolve from the shot, and your blood sacks coagulation. Coagulation. Is this coincidence? I think not. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. I mean, either so, way, however you want to cut, you know, you, I'm, I'm saying it's it's – Pat and I were saying earlier, that level, will anything happen to anybody? Will there be any trials of anything? Which, I mean, the if, if the application is really put out and correlated and understood, it's a lot of these guys, you can't sue these pharmaceutical companies, but a lot of these guys are literally accessories to mass murder, genocide, crimes against humanity. I mean, at, at the Does most, yeah, in there, I haven't read through, I haven't read through the act. That's what I want to, sorry to interrupt you. But I think it's important because I keep hearing, no, go for oh, it, we bro. can't file lawsuits. We can't file lawsuits. We can't file lawsuits. What's it say about criminal charges in that? I'd like to get clarification on that from somebody. Well, you know what my dad always said? My dad, who I was never close with, and I don't mean to talk bad about my dad when I say this, and I'll just say this alone. My dad would used to tell me this all the time. He'd say, what mama don't know, don't hurt, can't hurt mama. And the enemy you don't know, how are they going to get punished? The enemy that controls the entire system, that controls the 
financial system that keeps us in a state of fear. I can't pay for my bills. I can't. We're the only creature on earth that has to pay taxes to fucking live here. And we're the smartest creature on earth. What needs to happen is everybody knows what needs to happen. <laughs> and saying it gets you criminal charges. But at the end of the day, these people are the mass murderers. These people are the genocidal maniacs, the evil ones that are controlling the world. And how do you hold somebody accountable? If they're the ones that control the world. Well, again, it, you know, going back to these Nuremberg trial type shit, you know, I was just following the rules. But if we were to apply the same rules as far as like RICO cases, like these entities we're talking about, NIH, CDC, they're running a criminal enterprise. I mean, I know it's different as far as the criteria and what they're doing, but they're literally in the midst of, and they have been in a, for a long time, the midst of, of literally hurting and killing humanity. And this is just a perfect, perfect fucking case for it. But I mean, Largest, most, Man, most with, powerful cartels in the world. Without a shadow of a doubt. But, I mean, I just want to see, like, all these people. Like I've always said, man, if you know their names, they're not running shit. I don't give a fuck who they are. Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Fauci, they're all errand boys. They might be rich and powerful errand boys, but they're just errand boys to this larger shit, whatever you want to call it at the top, that's really running shit. That's why all of them are potentially expendable. None of them are untouchable. That's, you know, they start coming at Bill Gates about the Epstein shit. And believe me, hopefully, I mean, whatever, however it teased out, I think they're going to come after Fauci. And they will just be literally um, sacrificial lambs to appease the crowd, if you will, while the the real machinations of all this shit still continue. But I still would love to see some measure of accountability for what the fuck we're about to find out. When we, we were doing the farm during the during the COVID, I was like, man, there's going to be a whole fleet of new lawyers, a class of lawyers just going after this shit. Because it's going to be so bad. And I mean, we just kind of knew it intuitively, but now we're hearing these official channels being like, yeah, we're, we were injecting you with some fucked up shit that could cause you cardiac stroke, you know, aneurysms, all of this. It's next level, dude. It's next level. Pat, talk about yeah. hypnosis, boys. Talk about hypnosis, right? Look at <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about. Look at 9 11, right? Look at 9 right. 11. Check it out. It took what? It took years later for them to apparently kill Osama bin Laden. And after they murdered him, or after they killed him, after the, the Navy team, SEAL 6, whatever, killed him, right? They didn't produce the body because they wanted to give him an honorable Islamic burial. Get the fuck out of here. You put all of the weight of 9-11 on one guy's back, pretend to kill him later, and then you don't produce the body so the whole world can see it. And then people believe that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I want to add some. I want to add some validity to what Cody's saying. I mean, there's there's people out there that you know. Uh, ultimately, uh, I've got a lot of friends who are former naval special forces, right? And a lot of them have said didn't happen like they're saying. Didn't happen like they're saying. And I, you know, I've met met Robert O'Neill. And it's neither here nor there. I, I'm not saying one way or another what happened. I'm just saying that there's a lot of guys in that community, and that's a tight-knit community, that have said they don't think it actually happened, that that they actually got him. Yeah, I, I would believe Santa Claus came down the chimney before I believed that bullshit. Otherwise, you'd find a headstone somewhere that said Tim Osman on it. <laughs> Here's, the point I was trying to Here's the point I was trying to but, make. But, I mean, it, it, I, I, I definitely – I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. All I was trying to say is that cause a global catastrophe, cause a genocide, and blame it on one one guy, fall guy, kill him, kill him, 
and now everything's okay. Like Epstein didn't kill himself. Is Epstein even fucking dead? Right? So whoever the fall guy is going to be for COVID-19, <laughs> he he's, he's not even dead. Okay. how not to be, right? And once that person's so-called dead, whether they actually die or not, the whole world is going to just going to say, okay, we forget about it. When I say the whole world, I mean the masses of people who are under hypnosis of the media that they fucking listen to all the time. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Well, and that's 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 what it seems to have been for so long. We always have to have some boogeyman. Lenin, Stalin, Hitler, uh, Ho Chi Minh, Noriega. I mean, I'm just going through the timeline. You know, fucking Ayatollah, there's always got to be some boogeyman. And we've always found out that there's always this fucking machinations of just fuckery going on behind the scenes as they present these boogeymans to us and make us, you know, problem reaction solution. And going back to what you were saying about fear, this is, we say this all the time, the, the fear-based trauma-based conditioning that they use on us to, and help me, to help us to understand, Cody, how they hijack our mind once they, through that initial fear, whether it's uh, Gulf of Tonkin killing the president, 9-11, or anything, or, or even COVID more, more contemporarily, how they freak us the fuck out, and then they to get us to do none of us a lot of these people just aren't stupid but they're just they hijack people's brains to go along with some weird fucked up shit what is that what is going on explain that level of hypnosis that they use the sophistication of it if you will all right here's my little shitty rendition of a head if you can see it all right that's the dude smoking Kinda. A joint. the dude's smoking a joint because he's high out of his mind right look Right in the front of your brain is your conscious mind. Your conscious mind only represents 5% of your brain activity. Sure. Right now, all three of us are consciously on this phone call, okay? That's only 5% of our brain activity. Now, once you go back towards the back of your mind, you start running through the subconscious. That means you're half awake, half asleep. When you're half awake, you can still respond. You can still learn, Okay. When you're half asleep, you can still cut off all distractions around you. The word meditation means to become familiar with or to learn. That is why the subconscious state is the meditative state. That's the state you want to be in throughout the entire day, so you're in flow mode. However, 95% of the brain is in this unconscious, subconscious state. Unconscious means asleep, right? Now, if I was to put any one of you to sleep, and I was to say over and over and over again, be afraid of this. Be afraid of this. Be afraid of this. The unconscious mind, which is the majority of your brain, 95% of your brain, doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. Okay? So if I continue to tell you that something is scary, it's going to be scary. Your mind is going to take on that powerful suggestion. It is going to create images in your mind that relate to that fear, it is going to drive behaviors mm. that relate to that fear, and then you get fear-based results based off of a fear-based belief system, okay? So fear fuels failure. Faith fuels fruit. Faith fuels fruit. They don't want us thinking with faith-based mentalities because then we are strong because faith-based mentalities mean we have strong beliefs, Strong emotions, which drive strong behaviors, which drive strong results. And we all know that real men are strong and wise and can think for themselves. That's why we are here. 
we think for themselves. And what I do is I brainwash people to think for themselves. <laughs> brainwash. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me just say this. Remember when I told you the unconscious mind does not know the difference between reality and fantasy. Everything we create, Jeff, everything we create first begins as a thought in the mind. So the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. Our thoughts create reality. So when we close our eyes and when we think about something for longer than six seconds, it becomes a hallucination, a daydream. Okay? So if somebody's constantly telling themselves the same lie over and over again or the same negative thought or the, and they're going to continue to feel the same negative emotion, it drives this behavior in this bad habitual system that's created in your mind. And the next thing you know, you don't believe in yourself anymore. You don't want to live anymore. And then you fucking kill yourself or you go kill somebody or you just live a miserable life. Now, the same is with the media. They push out fear constantly, constantly, constantly. They call it fear porn because people are addicted to it. And they don't fucking know it because the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fantasy well, and, and reality. Well, I do. And I make my reality every morning when I wake up at 5 right. o'clock in the morning and I pray and I meditate and I do my breath work and I do my visualizations because I am tapped the fuck out of that system and tapped into my own fucking system, my mind, which is my computer. They well, and that's why the system – They don't want you to know that you're a conscious They don't. Being. You're right. They polluted religion and made you think – that all religion is bad. Well, guess what? All religion was based off of spirituality, our connection to God. They cut that off for most people, not for me. Yeah. So when you say faith, that's what I was thinking of. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a particular religion, but a belief in, a, in an understanding of something higher than yourself. And again, like you said, that strengthens us as an individual and as a community. And I know they, like you said, they, they don't want that at all. They want us completely detached from that. That's why, you know, it's, for so many different ways that they've done that, you know, it's don't call me, text me. It's like human interaction anymore. Almost frowned upon. That's why the mass thing really exacerbated that shit. And that's why I yeah. say it's like, you know, so much of our communication anymore is text and, and emojis or whatever, as opposed to like, let me call Cody, see what's up with my boy. Let me call Pat, see what's up with my boy. Let me hear his voice, talk to him, interact with him. So when I heard the, Pat knows this. When I say faith, I'm not talking about religion. Faith is believing in the unseen. Close your eyes and you can picture what your goals look like. You can picture you achieving your goal and you can actually feel the emotion of that. And when you do that over and over and over and over and over again, what you do is you actually empower yourself to do that. You have faith in your vision. Okay? That's why my company's name is called Vital Visions. Visions that are important to you. And your vision, every one of you that are watching this, you, Jeff, you, Pat, everybody you are watching, your inner vision is what creates the reality around you. So when they put a program program on television, mm-hmm. just know that they're trying to tell a vision. Right, their right. Vision. Well, and, and when you talk about religion, um, we know that, you know, certain religions um, through research have been hijacked. And I'll just give the example uh, because I was I was raised a Catholic that the Jesuits within the Catholic religion are have been banned in countries. I mean they're they're not allowed in certain countries. I mean they don't want them there. They know what they're all about. Um, you know the Catholic religion owns the most real estate in the world. They are also the most prolific uh, group of rapists uh, ever ever created. I mean it's fact. It's fact. I mean there's oh, between eight to ten thousand priests minimum 
uh, with files for molesting, you know, boatloads of of children. It's it's awful what's going on. Now I'm not telling people that the Catholic religion, the Catholic, many of the priests or uh, most of the followers obviously aren't bad people. But what I'm saying is is that people have to take a step back and understand. You know, there's a black pope, there's a white pope, you know, there's a gray pope. You know, all of that stuff does exist, and that you know when we talk about uh, black nobility that, you know, some of those families have actually been popes. I mean, it's, it's just fact. That's the way it is. Um, and that's just one of the religions. So, but Jesus, you know, I mean, he's acknowledged by the Islamic religion as being a prophet. Um, whether you believe he was who he said he was and who many say he was, you still have to acknowledge there's so many works of literature, um, about him during his life and, and, uh, you know, from the from the uh, from the from the twelve followers that were with him, and all the books and all the other stuff, it's it's really interesting because he was a he was a guy that was against organized religion. He was the dude in the temple when um, you know one of the head priests or the head priest basically um, questioned him on whether he was going to pay taxes to Caesar or not, and so Jesus tricked him and he said. Well, you know, give me, uh, you know, do you have a, a Roman coin on you? And the the priest, the high priest reached into his robe and pulled a coin out with Caesar's face on it that was not allowed in in the temple. You could not have currency in the temple of the Roman Empire. It was forbid. And everybody, Jesus, so Jesus tricked him deliberately. And then Jesus said, you know, give to Caesar what he deserves that's his money. That's not God's. But, you know, basically give to God what what is his. And that's our soul. Right. And so he really put it on him. But again, he was the guy chasing people out of the temples with a bullwhip and everything else. He wasn't about organized religion. So people, when you hear, you know, Christianity and there's all these different forms of Christianity, that's not what Jesus was about. Jesus wasn't about organized religion, but he was about connecting with God. Exactly. Well, and, and before you answer, Cody, let me just—I'm sorry. It's okay. I've always found it—I've always just found it fascinating because I'm not particularly religious, but I think Jesus—and I don't mean to offend anyone—but if he did exist, I believe he was—he was, he was a, a product of what we've often talked about, like ancient, ancient cultures that had different technologies that we just don't have anymore. When you go back to your ancient mystery schools, I believe he was very affluent to a lot of those teachings, as was, you know. I believe like John the Baptist or like Melchizedek, the guy, the Zoroastrian kind of priest or whatever. There was ancient stuff that these guys were tapped into that in my, I, one of the reasons why they had to get rid of him because he was just almost like any other person or leader in society that they want to get rid of because they're a threat to the social order. That's I, I believe Jesus was that if, if he did exist, like I said, because he was tapping into something that they did not want your normal normal plebs of the world to tap into, but I, I could be completely wrong. But go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. Pat brought up a very interesting point. So I have Catholicism in my family on my dad's side. Um, I was not raised religious. I'm a very spiritual person because God has shown himself to me in many different ways, and they're all through spiritual signs, wonders, miracles, confirmations, I call them. And uh, oftentimes they happen even with my friends around or my family members around. Sometimes they have them happen with themselves, too. And so nobody's ever told me to believe in God. I believed in God because they told me to. Uh, I don't 
believe in God for any other reason, then God has proven himself to me. And I'm thankful for that. Not everybody has that same experience. And if they do, maybe they're not privy to it. Maybe they're not open-minded to it. But I always want to mention this. When it comes to Catholicism, and Pat mentioned that uh, most religions have been perverted. Yes, if you're the devil and you're the king of deception, what are you going to do? Are you going to just allow religions to defeat you because they believe in God? Or are you going to go in there, are you going to pervert it, separate them, cause division, make them at war, and then sit back and watch it all happen? Of course that's what you're going to do, right? You don't just go attack your enemy straight on. You don't do that. You know, and if you do do it, you don't do it repetitively because you set a pattern and that pattern can be countered. It's like a guy going out there jabbing and just jabbing and just jabbing and just jabbing and just jabbing and putting nothing behind the jab and not moving his head and not stepping around. He's going to get fucking countered, right? All war is based on deception, right? So if all war is based on deception and the devil is the one that causes war or evil is what causes war, whatever you want to think and whatever you want to feel about that, then it only makes sense to use deception. So here's the deception, right? Here's the deception. The IRS is not a United States government agency. Okay? And the IRS has a code book. I think it's called the IRC. I could be wrong. But I have read that code book. And in the code book, it says that the only people in America who need to pay taxes, the only people in America who need to pay taxes are United States citizens. So the definition of United States citizen in that code book is someone who holds public office. Do you hold public office, Jeff? Do you hold public office, Pat? Do any of you hold public office? I don't. So theoretically, or actually technically, literally, you guys don't have to pay taxes. But as soon as you file to pay taxes, now you are held responsible because you put your signature on the paper. There's a reason why we must sign away our life. Because we have free will and God knows that. And the only way you can sell your soul is if you agree to do it or consciously or unconsciously agree to do it. Now, ultimately, the IRS is owned by the IMF. What's the IMF? The IMF is the International Monetary Fund. International Monetary Fund. So the IRS is not a United States government agency, yet it taxes the fuck out of America. Now, the IRS is owned by the IMF, International Monetary Fund. So who owns the IMF? The Vatican. The Vatican. Why? Who owns the Vatican? The bankers. And who created the banking systems, Pat? Who created the banking systems, Pat? Well, I I would believe that would be the, the same the same the same bloodlines that have always been in control. Of the Rothschilds. Well, Rothschilds. There's people there's people above the Rothschilds though. There's people yeah, above. Yeah, the they're the full hey, guys. So so check this out. Not a doubt, man. You got. You... Yeah, like I said, if you know their name, they ain't running shit. Well, yeah, exactly. So, but let me let me let me point this out. Have you guys ever seen my posts? I've tagged you guys in it before on Facebook. I think that's uh, a couple of years ago. It was um, it was the COVID nineteen testing. The COVID nineteen test is on the website pubchem.org, which is a government website. Pubchem.org, right? There are patents, government patents, on this website. Okay. If you look up the government patent for the COVID-19 test, it was created in October 15th of 2015. And whose name is on the patent? Richard A. Rothschild. 
So let me tie this together again. The IRS is owned by the IMF. The IMF is owned by the Vatican. And the Vatican is owned by the bankers. And they're ones who created the world banking system and the Rothschilds. And they patented the fucking COVID-19 testing. And all of you guys saw. So there's a the Gates had a Gates had a patent. Yeah. Yes. Gates I, again, it's it's all. I mean, it's. I mean, the the nuance. It's almost the new understanding. The nuance of it is almost the shit that drives you crazy. But at the end of the day, the moral of the story is the shit's ran by eugenicists who really an absolute contempt for humanity. You have a certain segment of society, whatever percentage it is, these ancient bloodlines who have since Maurice Strong and back in the way back in the fucking day of sterilizing people, et cetera, et cetera called eugenics but you know they had to make it a little bit more socially palatable so they morphed it into whatever it is now demonizing human being climate change you fucking name it but that's what we're dealing with dude that's ultimately what we're dealing with but it's like going back to i mean almost i'm I'm sorry we we bounced all over and that's why i love being back on the farm because this what this this shit's all the 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 hijacking of the mind aspect of it cody like and where we're going now it's Again, going back to what I was saying earlier, like when are we going to realize that this is actually happening and people are dropping dead right in front of us and um, amongst other threats that we're dealing with? But it's just like, I guess, pretty kind of answered it and how they've repetitively told these certain things and we just take it down in our unconscious mind. But how do we break the spell, dude? It only works as if we comply. Silence and even silence equals acquiescence. What do we need to do to break the spell, bro? Pat, what do you think? Well, I think it comes down to the people that are still in believing of or believing this, um, or acting like they're believing it, is is because of fear still, of course. So they have to be um, reprogrammed, deprogrammed, and then reprogrammed uh, using emotion, and that's probably the only only way that that that's going to happen. And there's a lot of people that are still waking up. I mean, I've had people send me messages, and so have you, Jeff, um, and you probably have too as well, Cody, of people going, wow, you know, this is, you know, this is crazy. I, I can't, I can't believe that I fell for this and, and everything else. So it's, it's, it's still happening. Um, and I, I've said before, I may have said it on our, on our podcast, Jeff, uh, you know, that we did yesterday, but it comes down to, you know, the most, the most um, staunch defenders of freedom of, you know, treatment, uh, freedom of their body, um, autis- autism, or, uh, um, sorry, um, sorry, body autonomy. Autonomy from, you know, I, it's my body, I'll do what I want, are people who have seen their children be injured by previous vaccines or themselves have been injured. And so that's, that's all I'm saying is that those people who are having family members some of them are not waking up at all. They're going, oh, my God, my uncle died of a heart attack. They don't put two and two together. But there's a lot of other people who went literally three days later, like he dropped, right? And then a cousin dropped, and then this person dropped. You know, like you're experiencing, Jeff, but you've been awake the whole time. So I don't know. Not everybody's going to wake up. That's just not That's not the way this is supposed to go. And I just have to say it's God's will, um, you know. And if we talk again in biblical terms, you know, when we were so-called created in his image, he told the devil, you can't harm a, head, a hair on their head. And so he has to do it by deception. He has to do it by free will. And they create an atmosphere where we turn on each other for stupid reasons, right? The stupidest reasons possible. Yep. And I think that's exactly why 
Christ, Yeshua, his name is not Jesus. Yeshua translated to, to English is Joshua, right? Christ Jesus or Yeshua HaMashiach, the Christ the Savior, he said, love one another as I have loved you. That was his final commandment. And how did Christ love us? He came down here, God in the flesh. That's the story, right? And he literally lived a sinless life and lived through all the pain that we would live through and died on the cross to pay for our sins, to set an example. Because it's like, okay, God created us. In the book of Genesis, by the way, Jeff, this is very interesting. They say that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving, right? But in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, which is in Judaism and Christianity, I'm not sure about the Quran because I haven't really read the Quran, but in the book of Genesis, it says that God created man and saw how evil he was, and God had great regret in his heart, and therefore God caused a flood, and the only one he spared was Noah and his lineage because Noah was a sinless man. Was it, was, was, was a very good man, basically. So, the God that is all knowing, right? Which, I love God, not questioning God. How could God have regret in his heart? If, if, if God's creations were perfect, well, maybe God's creation is perfect, but what intervened? There's so many questions when it comes to the, to the origin of man. And you mentioned something earlier. You mentioned something, Jeff, about you don't know if Christ actually existed. Well, there's a guy that there was named Christ that actually didn't exist. Um, he 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 was a uh, he he fought against. He was a revolutionary. He was a revolutionary. He went against the Romans. He went. He actually went against the Jews. Okay, the Jays. We should call them the Jays. Sorry about that. He went against <laughs> the uh, once again the Pharisees. He went against the Pharisees, and uh, they hated him for it. And they persecuted him for it. But he told the truth, and the truth is. Love one another. He said, love your enemy. And the reason why he said love your enemy because the neighbors that we all live with, our brothers and sisters, are all against each other over the deception of evil. So at the end of the day, if somebody tells a lie about you, Jeff, and then I believe that lie, and then I tell that lie to Pat, and now me and Pat don't like you, it's not that we don't like you, it's that we don't like you based on a lie. And therefore, now this lie, this deception has now caused us this rift when really all of us are like-minded individuals who unite on the premises of love and truth. So, yeah, there you go. Well, again, that's why it's so freaking mind-numbing that the level of sophistication of, of conditioning and hijacking and programming of the brain to take us away from all of that, keep us divided so we don't understand we have way more in common than we do different. And it's 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 been working for a very long time centuries and centuries and you know yeah it's it's just i mean i don't know i'm sorry it's just frustrating pat you and i were discussing it shit earlier and it was just very frustrating for both of us because i was exchanging different news articles about another another few people dropping dead uh cancel aretha franklin's music on fucking spotify and apple music because of not the song natural woman and Reality's just been hijacked, bro, and I'm. It's frustrating. Sorry, Patrick. Go ahead. Well, I just want to wear a T-shirt that says "What Natural Man?" Should I wear one that just says, "Like I'm a fucking man"? Well, there's uh, again, there's no such. Yeah. I'm a man, <laughs> and you're not. Hey. <laughs> what you do is you go out and you rock that Got Truth T-shirt because the Got Truth tour right. is coming to a city near you ladies and gentlemen now that the farm yeah. is back because we had planned pat and i had planned before things got crazy with covid 
the, I think, Offensive Bastards tour and just, like, take the show on the road, hang out on the stage, a little Q&A, et cetera, et cetera. But we, now the farm's back, we're going to do the Got Truth tour. Pick up your Got Truth t-shirt over like, at the link we're going to provide. this. Uh, more important here. than, much more important than Got Milk. Infinitely more important to have a Got Truth shirt. Not a shot of a doubt. Everyone well, should have truth. a Got Truth shirt. And you're, the mustache has got to be a white milk mustache, but in but the word truth is in white on the mustache. It's it's actually the our original logo of the farm, and underneath it is the got truth. So doing it, but hey, when you guys pick those shirts up, take a picture of you rocking that shit, and then we'll post it. And you tag us and post it on our platforms because uh, yes. we got to get redvoicemedia.com. Go to redvoicemedia.com for that, right? Um, I, it's it's like Red Beach. It's something else. It's something else. We'll provide the link of Red Beach Media word because it's different where you find the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so, we appreciate you guys supporting the farm. But back to Cody, of course. Yeah, I want to switch. I want to switch gears, Cody. I want to talk about your family history, the lineage, the uh, the royal blood, all that good stuff because uh, I, I think it's it's fascinating. So take us back through, you know all the way back through and your connections and a lot of the stuff that's connected to that history. Okay. So I met my father's father a couple times growing up, but I never, that was when I was young that I didn't really have in-depth conversations. I was just kind of weirded out by it. And, uh, one point it was, uh, I was in 11th grade. I was about 16 years old and I was playing Berwick, Pennsylvania in a, in a district playoff game. And uh, that day I had the flu. Uh, actually, let me take you back. The week before that happened was actually Christmas. And I had my, I met up with my dad, which I really didn't, wasn't close to. And my dad took me over to my grandfather's apartment. And my grandfather had Beck's beer. And he started talking about how he's German. And this is a German imported beer. And he asked me if I wanted one. And I'm sitting there. I'm 16. I'm drinking with my dad. And I'm drinking with my dad's dad. My dad's dad's last name, well, my dad's last name is Landry, okay? Landry is like the second oldest Frankish name there is. And Franks were the original Germans that inhabited the Frankish land of France before Roman influence. Roman influence, Roman influenced the Franks with their Latin language. Now, the Romans, when they put, the Romans, when they pushed up into Francia, that's what that was called, Francia, they met great resistance. The Franks actually beat them. And the Romans recognized, like, hey, these guys aren't really savages. They're very smart, intellectual, and they're actually really peaceful people. Let's blend with them. And they did. And hence, Francais. Went from Frank to the, to Francais or, or, or French. Now, that's the blend of the Roman language. One of the reasons why, of the Latin language, one of the reasons why French is so beautiful is because it's a mixture of Latin language, the, the Latin language, the Romans, okay, with the Franks, the Germans. So what I'm saying here is if you study the Frankish lineage, okay, and I did, and you study the, the genealogy trees that my dad's dad showed me, I did, you start to see where you come from. And it's really fucking miraculous because – Landry goes all the way back to the Holy Roman, Roman Empire. There's a man named Landricus Dunensis. Landricus Dunensis, who apparently married a widow who was one of the uh, princesses. And they had children. And Landric Dunensis was the right-hand man of a fella named... 
uh, I'm drawing a blank here. He basically, this guy was the father of the Merovingians. Uh, I think it was Mero himself. Merovec, yes. Landrutunensis was the right-hand man of Merovec. Merovec was the man that the Merovingians were named after. Well, who are the Merovingians? The Merovingians actually go all the way back through where Vlad the Impaler is from. Vlad the Impaler, he worked with the Draconian Law. His dad invented the Draconian Law. The Draconian Law was... We're going to spread Christianity by any means necessary. We're going to keep out Islam. So what they were doing is they were slaughtering the Islamic as they were trying to push it up. And then they were pushing into Europe and, and, and converting the pagans too. They were also killing the pagans or converting them to the Holy Roman Empire. Now, this is what I discovered upon reading. Hold this. on. Sounds like, sounds like America spreading freedom. Yeah. Once I discovered – exactly. Once I discovered – that I was part of this bloodline, I started reading into it. And that night I had a really weird dream, and I'll get into that dream. I'll get into that dream here in a little bit. We're talking about conspiracies. Let's talk about some weird shit, shall we? So the night that I discovered that I was part of the Merovingian dynasty, the bloodline, I started to read into it, and I'm like, the United States presidents come from this bloodline. That's weird. Uh, I started reading into how George Bush and um, and Hillary Clinton all have – uh, relative in common. And then I started seeing that all the presidents did. And I started reading deeper into the Vlad the Impaler stuff because I always thought Dracula was awesome and, and Vlad the Impaler was awesome. And then I started realizing maybe they're not that awesome. Um, but one interesting fact about the Merovingians is they created the, the Da Vinci Code. This is trippy. You've heard of the Da Vinci Code, right? Of course. Before I go any deeper into it, Give me in a give me a quick example of what you know about the Da Vinci Code. Does anybody know anything about the Da Vinci Code? Like what the story is? Well, it, it, well, it was just kind of the read the Bible and the life of Jesus and all of that. Okay, perfect. That he was that he was married he to his Merovingian gal and all of that. Actually, yeah, he married the Merovingian gal. Well, not married to his, yeah. yeah, the Merovingians, Jeff believed they believed that the Da Vinci Code was hiding the fact. That they were the children of Christ Yeshua because they believed that he married Mary. He married Mary Magdalene. Why do you think it's called Mary? I never even thought about that. The word marriage, Mary. Anyway, <laughs> they actually believe that they are the the children of Christ, the lineage of Christ. Now, in the story of the Merovingians, they believe that one of the grandchildren of Christ was seduced. And raped by a, I'm serious, by a female water dragon. Now, when you talk about the devil, they always talk about the serpent. When you talk about the devil or demons, you always envision a reptilian creature with horns, scales, okay? Dragons, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs predate humans, right? If you look at all of these terms, they all mean a very similar thing. Reptilian. Fucking serpent, demon, devil, it's all the same thing, right? And Christ himself in the Christian Bible, it talks about the serpent seed and how the serpent seed interjected in the, 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 the tribe of the Israelites and literally deceived the world. And if you think about it, that could be metaphorical because that's exactly what happens with religion, 
with politics, with school systems, even your home. Even your home. If it wasn't for television, telephones, if it wasn't for for any other outside source, homes would still have love and have spirituality within them. And minds would not be stolen. But because they have television and all these forms of technology, now minds get stolen and therefore the souls go with them too. Right? So going back to the bloodline of the Merovingians, they created the Holy Roman Empire. And I, I have the blood of those men. Now, interestingly enough, on my mother's side, my mother's mother, my mother's mother's mother was a Seidler, a.k.a. Seedler. Okay? The Seedlers were Prussians. If you trace my genealogy, it goes back to a man named Baron Johannes von Matthias Seidler. Straight up. Baron Johannes von Matthias Seidler. Who was he? He owned the fucking silk industry. A baron is someone who was able to live with the kings and the queens, live close in proximity with them because they are producers, mass producers of products and goods and services, right? They produce silk. What do fucking kings and queens sleep with? Silk, pillows, silk, robes, silk, right? What did the merchants use to spread the fucking global banking system throughout the entire world? The Silk Road. Now check this out. If you study my lineage, it goes back to Baron Johannes von Matthias Seidler. He was obsessed with the Roman Empire. What happened was his three children, Katharina, Dietrich, and Matthias, all decided to believe in the teachings of Martin Luther. They converted to Lutheranism. And so what happened was he said, eh, get the fuck out. And so he kicked out his own children out of the kingdom of Prussia. He exiled them. But upon leaving, he gave them gold, English gold. Before I tell you the rest of the story, when Baron Johannes von Matthias Seidler died, he left behind over $350 million in gold and assets such as castles and silk, the industry, the silk industry, when he died. Remember that. Okay, that was in the 1700s. That's like 3.5 billion, right? Matthias, Katharina, and Dietrich came over on a boat. Dietrich had his leg broken, had his money stolen. Katharina went on. Uh, Matthias went on. Matthias was my grandfather, my great-great-great-grandfather. He had two children, Benjamin and Isaac. Benjamin and Isaac met a fella named General George, General George Washington. They also met a fellow named William Penn, who Pennsylvania is named after. Penn's Woods, Sylvania means woods, right? General George Washington had an army that he was assembling, and he needed help. And what, how did he get help? Money. Who had the money? They did, right? So Benjamin and Isaac went to their dad, Matthias, and said, hey, we have this general. He's trying to fight the English to create this, this, this country, to, to stop being taxed, basically, right? So... They literally gave George Washington a $90,000 loan. Matthias, Matthias, their dad, said okay to Benjamin and Dietrich, gave the $90,000 loan to them. They took it to General George Washington under two precedents, under two agreements. We'll give you this loan, except Matthias gets to be chief of commerce of the military, meaning he gets to control the spending. I'm going to give you a loan, but I'm going to control the spending. What the fuck does that sound like? Now, with all that said, 
Dietrich, he went on, not Dietrich, but uh, Isaac, he went on to own the barracks and he created all of the bat brass cannons. And the story is, I don't know how true this story is, but when King George sent over his best friend George, who said, turn in your weapons, the story is that my great, 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 great uncle Isaac picked them up and threw them in a, in a pile of mud and said, go back to England before I stuff you in this brass cannon and shoot you there. And, and the legend is that that was the very last brass cannon fired during the Revolutionary War. Now, why is this important? Because George Washington went on to win the war, okay? And then America was started from there. Now, fast forward. Why did my family not get any of the money from Johannes Baron von Seidler? Because he put a hundred-year bond on his own children because he was so mad at them from converting from Roman Catholicism to Lutheranism. So all of this information was documented by a German agent. It was the Seidler German uh, Agency. The Seidler German Agency. They came over here. They were hired to come over here and find the proper heirs of the Seidler family. And we had multiplied so much by then. And two sisters got in a fight and burned up all the documents in a wooden barrel. So our family, our large family, got nothing from that. And so all that money went back to the state of Germany because Prussia fell. Russia took Ukraine, the USSR or Russia took Ukraine, and they took, I think, Poland at the time and the Czech Republic and Belarus. And so Germany actually formed out of the out of the fall of Russia. So that $350 million in English gold, where did it go? I think it went to the banking system that was established in Belgium and Germany, a.k.a. the Third Reich. Yeah. And then it kept going from there. I mean, even the after the fall of Rome and, you know, the into Venice, that's what started the Bank of England, like all these different things coalesce like you're talking about. It's interesting because we just we just don't ever get into the deep dive on what a lot of this. Stuff. Some people, you know, are pretty apathetic about it. But I think finding the roots and understanding the roots where so many, you know, especially the banking system comes from. It's, it's fascinating shit man, because it gets into the geopolitical powers of who's really running shit. And like I said, man, if you know their names, they're not running a thing, man. We got all these World Economic Forum. I mean, they're they're really doing shit. The damage they're doing is absolutely real, but the the, the people who aren't running, you know, holding the puppet strings will never really know. We can allude to them, like what we're talking about in this kind of conversation, but again, it, very seldom will we ever really know their names. But such a fascinating conversation, man. Pat, fill us in, yeah. bro. What are you thinking? Oh, I think I, what Jeff just said, it is. It's fascinating history and how things have been molded. And when you go back and cut through, you know, all the bullshit that, you know, our history and world history, much of it is straight out of lie. Um, you know, it's just and once you, you know, like I said, the the key for me was reading the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, well over a quarter, well over a quarter of a century ago. Uh, and that's when everything changed for me. And I started looking at things totally different. And I think everybody should, that should be mandatory reading for every senior in high school across the country. We wouldn't even remotely, we wouldn't have any of this bullshit going on if everybody read The Creature from Jekyll Island and knew the history of banking, knew the history of monetary systems and how all this stuff went down. And that's, you know, that's the thing is that they, I mean, it was early on you go, God, why wouldn't they be teaching? Well, that's why. They don't want us to know. Right? 
God forbid that. Was, well, that in, was, in a conversation we, we were having today, Patrick, about the Saudis been seeing it for a while now, different countries, trading groups, et cetera, moving away from the U.S. dollar. You know, the Saudi Arabians talking about willing to trade with China and other companies in, in, in monetary units outside of the U.S. dollar. Yes, the creature from Jekyll Island was a huge thing in, in 1913 when the Federal Reserve Act was created, IRS was created. And, you know, to have basically the U.S. dollar be the world's, you know, petrodollar be the world's uh, reserve currency, if you will. And now I think a lot of global powers, and that's, that's another whole large, larger conversation that we had with, you know, Flynn and other people, are things shifting away from the U.S. as far as that kind of power and moving towards Eurasia? And obviously with China's growth, one but one road, we talk about it all the time. But from an economic standpoint, if countries are starting to trade um, at Things other than the U.S. dollars, it's a bad sign because it's already going in that direction. But, you know, hence it'll cause more inflation, hyperinflation. In fact, uh, you know, when the when the dollar starts to you know, not be used for the trade of oil. We said this years ago, Jeff, on our on this podcast on the conspiracy farm. And I'm talking years ago, uh, eight <laughs> years ago, seven years ago, whatever, that we're going to see. Uh, $10 or more per gallon gas uh, as soon as that happens. That hyperinflation is going to kick in. You talk about, you know, the, the wheelbarrows full of cash to buy a, a loaf of bread in, you know, Zimbabwe and everything else, right? Oh, Vi- yeah, Vi- Weimar Republic Germany before, like, you know, Cody was talking about the Third Reich and Germany came in. It, even that, you know, in that Third Reich, like even that, I mean, all these like I said, Paul Pot, Mao, Stalin, Lenin, they're always controlled by these larger, larger financial forces. I like to call them the IFC, International Film Company, or whatever, the International Film Channel. It's the International Finance Cartels, coalitions, whatever you want to call them. That's ultimately what's been running shit since time immemorial, dude. I mean, so oftentimes these world wars, even going back however long, it's always financed by much, much larger powers while we pledge. Well, we, so, there's, so there's, so there's, there's of, answers of, to this, that right? Nation state versus nation state. There's there's answers yes. to this. There's there are answers to this. There are solutions to this. And this is, you know, I don't know how likely it is at this point in history, but you know, back in the day, you know, people talk about Andrew Jackson and the Trail of Tears, and he wasn't even in office when it actually took place. Am I saying he's a great guy? Absolutely not. But what I am saying is I consider him one of the greatest presidents because he was the only president to kill the the World Bank, the Central Bank. And they tried to take him out. A gunman with two flint pistols walked right up to him, pointed them both at him at the same time, pulled the triggers, and they both misfired. So they they wanted him dead. But in the end, uh, you know, he did kill the Central Bank. And that's that's when it was kind of the but Wild West. the Central West. Bank wound up winning in the end, yeah, for sure, though. Well, but it was wild. It was For a while there, it was Wild West of banking. So there were small local banks all over the country, you know, at that time. And so banks could compete against each other for customers. And if they got too stupid and too irresponsible and that bank went out of business or there was a run on the bank or whatever, that only affected those people in that that local area. It didn't affect the entire planet or entire nations and collapse economies and put, put everyone in poverty. So that's decentralized banking has to be the case. So people out there, you know, who know what's coming, those of you with a shitload of gold or silver – or whatever you know, we've got to do to you know base the uh, the uh, value of the currency, whatever can be created, away from what they're trying to do. 
um, that that needs to be done. I mean, people seriously need to be be talking about that, and you know, the barter system and all the other shit that people are going to be doing. Man, I know my intuition and, and what I read and how I, I I can really connect the dots really well. I know so much, but the, but at the same time, I don't even dive deep into it like you guys do. However, I know so much, and I'm going to kind of prove that here. You keep guys keep talking about Klaus Schwab, and we talked about the Third Reich. Let's talk about the Nazis, right? Talk about Klaus Schwab. The word Schwab means noble people. The word Aryan means noble people. Okay? The Nazis claim to be the noble people. But the Nazis aren't really who the world thinks they are. And I'm not going to get too deep into this. But if you just want to know where the word Nazi came from, why don't you ask a Nazi? I'll leave it at well, that. Well, there's, there's the thing. I think there's a lot of people. Look, here's the thing. Again, when I talked about the Jesuits, the Jesuits hijacking a religion, I think that there's a certain sector. And a lot of uh, Jewish people will tell you that there's not – I don't think it's all across the board when you use that term or any other term. I think there's just certain sectors of religion that are bloodlines that are all connected. They're all connected. They're not of that religion. They are of Satanism, right? I'm not saying – because, you know, historically speaking – we know that there are just certain bloodlines that's and they have transitioned and moved and positioned themselves into different places in the world so it's not it's not about it's not about religion it's about not. belief systems and what what they really are um and again it's the Jesuits, the force it's, it's well the Jesuits we is about it. the Jesuits are as much Catholics as I am a black American. Well, if you look in the actual Christian Bible in multiple in multiple verses, Christ says, "Beware of those who say they are blank, but are not, for they are the synagogue of Satan." And it's said numerous times in there. So let me get off of that. Let me go into this because you keep saying Klaus Schwab, right? Klaus Schwab is from the Ashkenazi lineage, okay? And Klaus Schwab, okay, runs the World Economic Forum. We all know that he's the guy that wrote the Great Reset. He's the guy that is talking about the cyber attacks that are coming, and they will come. Thank you at least for giving us a hit, Claude. A hint. Thank you. Right? But let's look at this, right? You guys know about the pact about Antarctica, how the Nazis made a pact with with the rest of the world, but not, nobody's allowed to go to Antarctica, right? I've heard about it, yeah. Okay. Pat, you want to fill us in on that before I go on a tangent? I'm not – I haven't dug – I haven't – you know, the reason I haven't dug deep into Antarctica – um, is just because it starts to get into the flat earth stuff and all that other stuff. And I just, I just, I'm not even going flat earth. I don't go there. I'm not even I go going about, flat earth. You know, I think, <laughs> I think there's some really, I think there's some very, very strange things. Uh, Eddie that Bravo. Are, what's that? Not Eddie Bravo. Um, look, Eddie, Eddie doesn't, I love even, Eddie I don't Bravo. Shout out Eddie, to Eddie. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't even believe, I don't think he even believes in flat earth. He just says that shit. And, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Alex Jones. <laughs> It's like Alex Jones, you know, instead of saying, hey, the chemical atrazine has been proven in laboratory tests and in the wild <laughs> to convert frogs, they male frogs, frog. and rats from frogs, male yeah. to female. They actually grow female genitalia. Instead of saying that, he says, they're turning the frogs gay. You know, just, <laughs> just to, you know, throw a curveball at everybody. So let me get into this. The Nazis, I think, were the ones that established this treaty and everybody else signed it. Why would everybody else sign it? Because all these countries are all owned by the same faction, and they, we just all go to war to basically appease them, to make them happy. But it looks like, hey, 
America's fighting this place, and this place is fighting this place over this. They're the enemy. They're the enemy. No, we're, we're all fighting each other for the enemy. So check this out. If you Google New Swabia, New Schwabia, okay? New Schwabia. I've heard, is, I've heard about that. I've heard about that. <laughs> I discovered this on my own because I, I, I was Googling the names, Karl Schwab. It's Norwegian and German for New Schwabenland. It was a disputed, a disputed Antarctic claim by Nazi Germany within the Norwegian territory claim of Queen Maudland and is now a cartographic name sometimes given to an area of Antarctica between 20 east and 10 west in Queen Maudland. New Swabia was explored by Germany in early 1939 and named after the expedition ship Schwabenland, itself named after the German region of Schwabia. Okay? Like many other countries, Germany sent expeditions to the Antarctic region in the late 19th and 20th centuries. It goes on and on and on to talk about this. New Schwabia. Schwabia means noble people. So new noble people. Let me get into my theory about Antarctica. It is no fucking secret that the mountains that we can see now with frost on the top of them were once glaciers. New York, for example, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I go to the fucking Finger Lakes, bro. Those mountains are pretty high. They were once all underwater. They were once glaciers. So catch my drift. Global warming is intentionally being done to flood the countries, okay, so that the ice up there floods. Because when the ice up there floods, what's going to happen is the rest of the world is going to go underwater. Most of it is going to go underwater at some point, maybe not near our time. But all of that inside the ice, under the ice, is preserved. What's under the ice? More oil, more coal. More diamonds and gold and silver and more natural resources. And Antarctica is pretty fucking huge, man. So if that was to melt, what would it be created? Mountains. The highest point in the world would then be, probably, could be, then Antarctica. Now, I'm not an expert, a geographical expert. I could be completely off. But that is my theory that there is a ton. Well, they definitely can still mine for that shit through the ice right now. They, they do ice cores. So you see what I'm getting at? I don't know how deep. You're talking like fire. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? The Bible says that the world will end in fire. Well, the world as we know it. So if Antarctica was to completely defrost, there is a ton of natural resources under there. And if they already don't want us eating natural food and having our own farms, why the fuck would they want us there? Which is why they said nobody should go there. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I just had a conversation, ironically, and I told Jeff this on a previous podcast. Talk to a guy that's got three doctorates. Uh, he's a genius. He showed me a bunch of different inventions and he's legit. I mean, he's legit. One of the smartest uh, human beings I've ever had a conversation with. And he wanted to talk. You could tell, I think he probably is a widower. Uh, you know, he's, he's lonely, he's retired. And he told me some of the corporations that he was, uh, uh, you know, employed by and some of the crazy shit this guy did. But he, when he talked about, when he talked about climate and I, only talk about this because I asked, uh, was it Mr. Fuller on our podcast, Jeff, um, where I said, you know, there's not enough water on the planet, whether it's ice or water itself, to flood the planet. But we do know that there's literally a thousand times more water underground than there is on top of the surface. So it had to come from under. And he said, yes, bingo. That's that's how the flood happened. 
So anyway, given that, um, during my conversation with this gentleman, and again, for the people that listened to the episode and heard this before, I apologize, but this is important, that he said, uh, going back 600 million years, uh, his friend, who's a genius as well, when, when, when one of the smartest guys you've ever met in your life says, this guy's a genius, you can bet your ass he's a genius. So he said, look, he's been doing this for years. He's um ecological scientist. He's one of the most heralded. Uh, he's written more more documents, more more data. He's recorded more data than anybody else on the planet. He's the most knowledgeable guy there is. So he goes back 600 million years in this graph. He's showing it to me, and he goes, right now we're at, look up on your phone, uh, how many parts per million uh, carbon there is in the atmosphere currently. I don't know if they'd even give us a straight answer right now. But I think it's around high 300s, somewhere in there, 300 parts per million uh, in the atmosphere. And he said, if you were to take your fingers and smash them together like this, there's about probably eh, 150, 170 parts per million inside your fingers. So he said, the the oceans, when they get heated up, when the earth has gotten to its warmest, that agitates the water, the molecules in the oceans, they release more carbon into the atmosphere. And he said 550 million years ago, there was 7,000 parts per million in the atmosphere compared to 380 now, right? So we are now, then on the graph, he showed me at the end of the last ice age, 100, 150 million years ago, that we were at 180 parts per million in the atmosphere of carbon. And he said, he looked at me real serious and he said, at 150 parts per million, all plant life and all life on Earth dies, period, end of story. We were at 180 at the end of the last ice age, and then it started to go back up after that, right? But the carbon does not go back up until 800 years after the Earth warms. It takes that much, it takes that long for the carbon to go up. So he said then, he got to the end of the graph, current day, and us being that, you know, the high 300s or whatever whatever it was, I don't remember exactly. And it's still headed down. And he said flat out, literally us driving cars and releasing carbon into the atmosphere literally could save the world. And he said, so now they're building pipelines to sequester carbon underground, to take it from a gas and turn it into a liquid and pump it into the ground underneath particular states. Yes, what, I can't see it. What's it say? Can't say that. So, I'm just adding to what you're saying. Just keep talking. Okay. Um, but that's the point is the carbon could be and should be way, way higher in the atmosphere. So the things that they're doing is actually the opposite. He just basically proved to me um, what I've known all along, that what they're doing to sequester carbon and pull carbon out of the atmosphere is absolutely damaging. You just, uh, as you're talking about carbon, as you were talking about carbon, I had an epiphany in my head, and I was trying to show you that. So I knew this about carbon for a while. You know how the elites keep telling us that carbon's so bad, right? right. Carbon this, carbon that, carbon footprint. The human existence leaves such a nasty carbon footprint. Oh, my God, we got to get rid of you. And then humans start believing under hypnosis, yeah, yeah, we're bad. We should... We should just off ourselves, basically. They're literally going to convince children that they shouldn't live as long as they should at one point. Probably control their lifespan. Or convince people to not have more children. 
Exactly. So, so people are having out. less children. So, so check this out. I'm going to bring up cryptocurrency real quick, real quick. Cryptocurrency, they're saying, causes carbon emissions to just simply mine it and use it, right? The fastest cryptocurrency, the cheapest cryptocurrency, and the cleanest cryptocurrency in existence is owned by Ripple Labs, who is currently being sued by the SEC. Sued. And the coin that they use is called XRP. Now, Billy Gates, Klaus Schwab, and all the elites know that this is going to be the one world currency because they talk about it all the time. Elon Musk uses Gematria in Twitter. When he said much wow on Twitter, I don't know if you remember he posted much wow on Twitter. Put that in the Gematria calculator. It says buy XRP. So let me tell you something. Going back to cryptocurrency, they want to use XRP. And the selling point is this. It's the cheapest. It's the fastest and it's the cleanest carbon emission. Now, the carbon element itself, what is the element of carbon? The element of carbon or the, uh, the carbon, um, atomic makeup, I should say, the atomic makeup of carbon, the atomic number of carbon is six protons, six neutrons and six electrons. Six, six, six. The mark of the beast. The carbon footprint. Are you not drawing a conclusion? Let me help you. So, Klaus Schwab, all these fellas are talking about XRP and talking about how we need to use a digital currency that is going to be friendly for the environment. They're blaming us for the carbon footprint as they produce a bigger carbon footprint in their fucking jets alone. For sure. Right? Now, check this out. That patent I told you about earlier, the COVID-19 patent for the COVID testing patent, which created in October 15, 2015, four years before COVID-19 was discovered from bats, right? In the COVID-19 test back in 2015, if you look up the patent, talks about using a biometric system on a microchip. And this biometric system would be able to tell if you have COVID right away or not. And not only that, this biometric system would be able to tell if you had the vaccination or not by simply scanning it. Boom. Now fast forward to Billy Gates' patent, which came out in 2020. Bill Gates' patent that came out in 2020 was 2020-06-06-06. And it's a microchip. And this microchip does what? It reads your biometric data according to the cryptocurrencies that you're spending on that microchip. It's on their website. This isn't a lie. This isn't fucking, this isn't fantasy. It's on their website. Both of those microchips on their website and they coincide with each other. So carbon, protons, six. Electrons, six. Neutrons, six. Think about Keep that. Keep talking. Well, you know, we're made up, we're made up basically of four things. Um, oxygen, water, carbon, nitrogen. That's, that's the human body and decaying organic matter and microbes, right? So, the fact that they want to get rid of carbon. Now, you have to understand this. Again, for organic nutrients to exist, they have to get these metals and other substances have to be pulled up out of the ground, elements, into a plant and bonded with carbon molecules to keep the human body healthy. These lunatics are talking like carbon is an evil substance. No, it actually creates life and keeps us healthy. Uh, by bonding with other elements and our bodies actually being able to use it because it is in, in the organic state at that point. 
So people have to pull their heads out of their asses and wake up and stop buying this shit, right? I'm, I mean, it's, I want to wear, wear shirts that say percentages of my body are made up of, you know, this percent oxygen, this percent water, this percent carbon. There's a fuck your carbon footprint uh, theory <laughs> story. Right? I'll put my carbon foot right up your ass. Jeff, what do you think about all this? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the shirt. No, I mean, it's just. I'm going to put my carbon <laughs> but, but, footprint in your ass. <laughs> Hold on. Not truth. Hey. No, that's that's it, dude. I mean, that's definitely. I'm with it. No, I mean, it's just, it, again, it's just a fascinating conversation. I, I, I would love. That's why I miss about. I mean, not that I didn't love doing the show we were doing, the self-defense work, but it's like this is just that open form of just exchanging ideas, dude. Agree to disagree. Not to say I disagree about anything, but it says I love hear, hearing people theorize on, like, a lot of things you just explain. I, I'm going to look into it, but it's just it's just so fascinating when you start talking about – and I don't, I'm not 100% on board with shit like Dramatry and shit like that, but I think – I do believe there is a lot of hidden clues behind a lot of things that we just don't know to look for. And oftentimes they say they almost have to tell you what they're doing before they do it or which act. they do, which they the do, which they which they do normally. But I'm just saying, even like they talk about when you talk about the Da Vinci Code, like they used to say, you know, Da Vinci used to put a lot of messages within his within you know the, the design of the pyramids in in sacred geometry, the numbers, the mathematics speak to a larger understanding of whatever it is, the, circum- the uh, circumference of the earth, et cetera. Anyway. I just find these conversations fascinating, dude. That's why I hey, love Jeff. love having. Have you ever smoked DMT? I haven't. I haven't. Have you? I'm Have just you quoted Joe Rogan? What's that? I'm just quoting Joe Rogan. Have you ever smoked DMT? Oh. So have you have you uh, had I, you know, ayahuasca I, I, or I, any I, of those I, things before, Cody? Uh, dimethyltryptamine. Okay, not, DMT. Not okay, DMT. So, well, you know, so, yeah, DMT is the active ingredient in ayahuasca. Yeah. Well, it can be created DMT, in the human body through and, meditation. And our body produces that shit that. naturally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, our so body DMT, produces that shit naturally. During breath work. DMT, I could go deep on even though I don't have too much experience with it and I have tried it. But we all have all tried it because it's inside of our bodies, right? DMT is dimethyltryptamine. And dimethyltryptamine is a chemical that is produced in the pineal gland, which is actually ocular. Your pineal gland is actually an eye. It has the same structure of an eye. And it rests in the middle of your brain, right in your forehead. Now, the pineal gland is surrounded by a watery base. Now, I want you to think about this. A lot of ancient cultures believe that the pineal gland is the seeding site of the soul, where the soul rests, right? Where you, as a conscious being, rest. And I believe that. Now, the pineal gland has a watery surface around it, like the kind of flat earth theory or maybe like a water, a a blood cell, a blood cell or a plant cell would have a watery uh, membrane around it. That's like an eye, like an eye around it. Yeah. Semi-permeable. Certain things can come in, certain things can come out. Right. Now, you mentioned that we are water, right? We're, We're mostly water. We are also electric. Our soul itself, our conscious energy is electric. And if you think about Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi connects the entire world, but can you see it or can you touch it? No. However, however, Wi-Fi does travel like that, and it does connect us with information. What does that sound like? Thoughts. 
Okay? So before I continue on the pineal gland, I do want to bring up this theory I created too. Now, when the internet first came out, Jeff, what did we use to connect to the internet? What did we use? To connect to the internet. It's old school shit. Bang, bang, bang. What was the cord called? Oh, the ethernet, yeah. Ethernet. Google the ether right now. Google what ether says right now. What is ether? I'll tell you as you're Googling it. Ether is defined as the space between the clouds and the Earth's atmosphere. All right? So my theory is we didn't create the internet, the ethernet. We tapped into it. And what the ether is, it's collect. I believe the ether is collective consciousness. I believe that collective consciousness is up there. Instead of us telepathically connecting to it, so that we don't need technology and so that we're not slaves of fear and we're not controlled. Instead of that, they give us computers and they say, hey, use this computer. It's going to connect you via the Internet, right? So now we tap into this Ethernet, call it the Internet, and now all we're really doing is we're taking consciousness from the Ether and we're absorbing it into the computers. If you think I'm fucking crazy, what do you think Elon Musk is trying to do with Neuralink? He's trying to absorb your soul yeah. into a USB and stick it in the back of your head so that when you die, you can take that and put it into a robot. Now, robots don't need water. They don't need food. Robots can intergalactically travel, go to other planets, and survive because they don't need to breathe. Right? So it's well, that's, a whole, that's a whole other conversation about the transhumanism, but no, you're right. That's Essentially, they're tapping into what is known as essentially like the Akashic Records, which is like the real universal internet. But what they're trying to give us via like the Neuralink and shit like that is kind of like what China does with their internet. It's more entrenched and very controlled, whereas, you know, now it's and, – and I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I do know how I feel about fucking Elon Musk and that whole thing, but I think it's I think that's very fascinating. So DMT, right? So I'm going to get to that, but I want you to focus on the Ethernet, right? Here's the hints they drop. We talk about hints, right? Apple. What is Apple's symbol? It's a fucking apple that has a bite out of it. Forbidden fruit, the fall of man, right? Okay? Now, check this out. When you use Apple to upload information, you upload it to where? The cloud. Okay? Now, remember, we are 70% water. So is the earth. But we are electrical beings. Our consciousness itself is electrical. Our heart is beating on an electric pulse, which is why when you die, you get zapped with a defibrillator, right? So <clears throat> when you think about us being water and electricity, water attracts electricity. So do metals, okay? I'm going to fucking really plant this in you guys' brain here. This is my theory, dude. So my theory is that consciousness itself which is above the clouds in the ether, is absorbed into the clouds, and the clouds rain down on the earth, and the electricity hits the earth and spreads energy throughout the earth, and that creates living creatures. Okay? The whole, remember, remember Zeus throwing thunderbolts at the ground and fucking creating life and shit like that? Right? So what happens was collective consciousness is now hitting the earth, and us human beings, for some reason, God-given, we have higher consciousness greater than anybody else. We have imagination. God created man in his likeness, his character, and his image, his imagination. We are the only creature on earth that has an imagination like we have. Why? We're the only one that we know of, right? So check this out. The fucking clouds rain down and shoot down electricity. What are we? We're water and we're electricity, right? So they're giving us hints by uploading the information to the cloud. When we upload our gigabyte information, our videos and our fucking photos and 
and whatever we type, this is going to get uploaded to the fucking cloud. It's eternally up there, right? So the whole point I'm trying to make is that consciousness is this concept that people don't really think about, yet that's who we are. We are fucking conscious beings, and we're like, does consciousness really exist? No, we're just a fucking flesh computer walking around randomly. That's bullshit. And the fact is, the pineal gland, which sits inside of your fucking brain, is covered in water. And how do you dumb a motherfucker down? How do you dumb somebody down? You calcify their pineal gland, the water around their pineal gland, so that that DMT that is inside of you doesn't go in and out, which gives you super fucking spiritual powers, discernment, intuition, the ability to think for your fucking self, the ability to create the reality around you from your fucking thoughts. From your daydreams, bro. And so, by solidifying the pineal gland, it traps your spiritual powers, right? Because when you die, you literally release DMT. This is proven. When you die, you release DMT. And then you go up a tunnel, and the tunnel is light. And I know that for a fact because I smoke the shit. (laughs) When you smoke it, it, everybody says that's a very common, yeah. Everybody says the same shit. It, you end up in a tunnel of a kaleidoscope, like shapes and colors, and you've never seen them before, right? That happens, and this weird calmness comes over you. And chakras are real, dude. Chakras are up your spine, right? I felt my tailbone ignite with energy and went all up my spine, and I thought to myself, I'm dying, but I'm at peace, right? And when that happened, I saw these beautiful colors and shapes looking straight down a tunnel. It was like looking straight down a tunnel of a kaleidoscope. And this white light started to come from my peripheral vision from the right, and it was warm, and it was embracing me. It was the greatest fucking embrace I've felt in my life. Like, I was like, I'm dying, but I'm being accepted by God. And right when that was about to happen, the tunnel lifted up like a cannon. And when that happened, this, like, weird triangular shape came down, like the eye of Horus or whatever, and it was green, and it had teeth. And it started saying, come closer, come closer but it wasn't speaking in words it was in my head subliminal and now check this out no joke and energetic this is probably not going to really get me any clients but it, it like an energetic looking pinkish purplish vagina shape came over and the demons were basically telling me you don't want to come here you like the flesh too much you like the physical world too much don't come here. But at the same time, they were telling me, come closer. And when that happened, dude, the white light went away and all these shapes started turning like this demonic feeling, demonic colors. And I started crying, dude. I started crying with my eyes closed and I was saying, Yeshua, 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 please save me. God, please save me. God, please save me. And eventually I felt calm and I opened my eyes and I was like, fuck that, right? But then I listened to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said, yeah, I had something like that happen before. You have to really think positive. You have to really think positive before you do it. And then what you're gonna, what's going to happen is this dark energy that you see, this, these weird colors and shapes are going to turn pretty. And then it feels inviting. And then you just keep hitting the pen and keep hitting the pen and keep hitting the pen until you blast it off. <laughs> like never blast it off. But I was literally, I was literally aimed at the universe and I was ready to fucking go. And yes, it is a tunnel of light. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, because people's, people's, uh, you know, it's pretty much universal. The people that say that they, and they've not even heard from, you know, other people who have had near death experiences or near, you know, whatever, whatever you call it, uh, where they've left their body and gone through the experience. And it's always, 
massive amounts of knowledge that they absorb. They ask questions, um, con- conscious thought, and it's answered right away, and it's impossible to explain to human beings, um, you know, everything that was spoken to them, all the understanding that, that just instantly appeared in their brain and their understanding level. And I asked uh, one of our good friends, Jeff, who told me, you know, he hasn't, I, he said he hadn't told anybody but his wife about his uh, near-death experience. But anyway, I asked him, I said, was it like uh, answers as vast as cities, but you understood it all immediately? And he said, yes, that's it. That's exactly it. And so, yeah, that's something that's consistent with, with that. And we have gone all over the place with everything. But, no, as far as your the geometric shapes and other things like that, you know, through breath work, I have, I have experienced that, and I've experienced other things uh, that that are very, very interesting to say the least. And um, past, you know, loved ones, family members, things like that, I've experienced very real, um, what what I consider very real interactions, so to speak. Well, and I think you know what, what, some of the things that we've touched on before. You know, we got to wrap it up here because I'm, I'm missed dinner already, and I'm getting the evil eye. But whatever. Um, it's, <laughs> these, the, you know, since we were a kid, you know, we we get all all these different experiences piled on us, which creates more and more disconnect us with us from our essence, if you will. And some people can use breath work, meditation, religion, whatever it is. And you know, going back to William Blake when he talked about when the doors of perception are cleansed, things will appear as they truly are infinite. And oftentimes we need not need, but it helps to facilitate our understanding of our infinite uh, conscious awareness through things like ayahuasca, DMT, psilocybin, etc. So I think it's I think it's important sometimes. To not just to definitely have huge respect for psychedelics and hallucinogens because I think it allows us to recalibrate and reconnect, slow down, shut up, quiet ourselves, and reconnect with essence, which oftentimes brings about a lot of unpackaged trauma, if you will. You've got a lot of people who are going down there dealing with stuff that they haven't dealt with, and these kind of things help them unpackage it. And you know, people stop drinking, people stop smoking, people go hug their mom they haven't talked to. To and however long. So anyway, just the, the larger concept of what we're talking about today is, you know, getting out of our own way a little bit, understanding that things aren't ever what they seem. And sometimes, man, we just got to slow the train down a little bit, quiet ourselves, quiet our minds to kind of reconnect with essence, because we are so disconnected right now. Going back to what we talked about almost at the beginning, like, don't call me, text me like, no, dude, right? sometimes, man, I need a fucking hug, man. I need a hug from a fucking human being, man. Brother, sister, friend, loved one, you know what I mean? Just that human connection. And we're, we're missing that more and more. And I think society is geared to keep us more desensitized and detached from that, detached from each other, detached from essence. Sorry to go on a ramble there, but um, Cody, no man, problem. I can't thank so, you. You're, you're coming back, dude. You're, we got too much to talk about. And shit. This is not a one episode joint right here, dude. Well, I wanted to say something real quick. Um, you made a post the other day and I was like, fuck. I want to reach out to him. Um, you said you need a hug, right? I did a uh, podcast last night for a bunch of uh, Jehovah's Witnesses that le- left the religion because the religion was using hypnosis on them to keep them trapped in the religion. And people left it, left it, and because they're under hypnosis, they're killing themselves and whatnot. It's, it was really mm-hmm. crazy. And one lady cried on air. She came on the phone and cried on air for an hour. And at the end of it, she was just saying, I just needed a hug. I just needed a hug. And she needed a hug. And I let that lady talk the whole time. And some of the users were getting, well, some of the viewers were getting annoyed. And I was like, hey, listen, 
I'd rather her, I'd rather every one of you get annoyed than this lady fucking actually hurt herself. She has nobody to talk to, right? So real quick, I do want to say this. On the subject of hypnosis, because I'm a hypnotherapist, I would love to give you a free session and a bunch of free sessions to show you the power of this because this is going to allow you to hug yourself. Pat knows what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go personal with what Pat says, but I do want to let, I do want to ask Pat though, without getting too personal, Pat, if, if, if you don't want to, how did you enjoy, because you did say you did it, how did you enjoy your hypnotherapy session, your first one? No, I enjoyed it a lot, you know, and, and I've been hypnotized before, uh, one time before by a good friend, Nick Spawn, who's been on our show as well. Nick's very good as well at what he does, but, um, you were, you were very detailed in explaining a lot of things, the, you know, and, and that, you know, all the feelings, the accumulations of, of trauma and all the other stuff that can affect us when we, you know, for me in, in terms of, you know, being able to overcome a lot of things, win a world title, train world champions, train law enforcement, military, military, stand in front of television cameras for 15 years on major networks. I overcame a lot of stuff. Um, but through, you know, life and not paying attention and allowing negativity from, from outside of me to get in and then affect me instead of blocking that or, or correcting the situation, things like that. Um, you know, I have to be, I, I, I believe that the, the hypnotherapy is going to help, you know, because I definitely feel like my, my subconscious and, and um, unconscious mind, you know, has been affected. Um, I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. Um, but I just feel, I do, I feel negative emotions too much. I, I do because I think that comes with trying to be a perfectionist as well. We, you know, I won world titles and, um, and trained a bunch of world champions and did a bunch of things and I expect to fucking be good at everything. And I'm not always good at everything. And it's frustrating for a person who expects to be good at everything. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Uh, and I think that when I look around, at the people just here in my hometown of Bettner, Iowa, you can see it on their faces, man. People are hurting. Um, people are struggling, you know, in a lot of different ways. And I think, yeah, everybody, everybody could use this. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, Cody, I, I appreciate you reaching out, you know, my post the other day and I'm not, I'm not one of those like, no, I'm fine. Like sometimes I'm not fine. And that, that was the whole point of, it wasn't like, anything bad's going to happen to me, but it's okay to not be okay. Not every day is going to be fucking rainbows and sunshines and some shit. And just me personally, you know, it's just been a crazy last year and a half, two years. And part of me didn't even, I, I would speak about it to Pat, but I would never do, you see so many professional victims on like facial, Facebook and social networking. And it's like, they almost abuse the fact that like we all have shit going on. So the fact for me to even say something like that, it was more just like, dude, it's all right, man. Cause I know, fuck, especially dudes, we just think we have to power through life shit. And it, we don't, man. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to fucking cry. It's okay to need a hug. You know, it's just not okay to stay not okay. You know what I mean? And, and the whole thing of the vulnerability being our strength, we gotta like say sometimes like, nah, I'm having a bad fucking day. Pat, Pat and I have talked a lot about each of our bad days. So when I was doing, I was just trying to, almost a PSA of like, dudes, this is all right, man. It's okay to fucking not be okay sometimes. Just, you know, whatever it is, whether it's religion or spirituality or ayahuasca or hypnotherapy, just it's not okay to stay okay. So hopefully people who are listening to this know it's okay to not be okay. Hopefully you have a support and people you can talk and reach out to, you know, when shit gets fucked up. Because, you know, my, my mom reached out and my daughter, she's like, are you okay? And she was 
and it's not funny, and I really don't mean the the Ellen DeGeneres uh, DJ who seemed fine, but obviously took himself out supposedly. So my mom was like, the Ellen, "You said you were upset, and the Ellen DeGeneres guy killed it." And like, mom, I would never ever do that, but you, you just never know if someone will do that until they do do that. But anyway, thank you, Cody, for reaching out when you were offering your services. Uh, yeah, and how, you, you were such how can fun. people? Uh, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish. No. I was. No, I was just beautiful for doing that because it's like, you know, a lot of people reached out when I did say that, you know, just sending love and all that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I Anymore, as I get older, man, it's like you give love, receive love. These, again, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And thank you for reaching out. A lot of people did. I didn't mean to scare anybody or any shit like that, but it was more kind of a PS thing. We're just, dude, we're all trying to survive out here. It's tough in the fucking street. So. Like Pat was asking, how do we get a hold of you and uh, you know uh, avail ourselves of some of your services if you need? Yeah, them? and our our customer, our I mean our our listeners who want to reach out to you and go through the experience of hypnotherapy because it is it is worth it. It is worth it to delve into these things and and um, you know people can say, yeah, I heard you on the conspiracy farm. Let Cody know that you know that sort of stuff. Okay, so um, if you look right down there, it says at vital at, at vital underscore visions underscore. That is my Instagram. My email is vitalvisionsllc at gmail.com. Again, vital, my last name, you can see it, visionsllc at gmail.com, okay? And I do want to plug my buddy here. I am a certified hypnotherapist through Don the Hypnotist who helped change my life with the power of hypnotherapy multiple times over, okay? I was, I had very bad depression, anxiety, frustration, rage. All these, all these attributes that a fighter would have growing up. And it wasn't until I met Dom that I was able to release all those negative emotions and those limiting beliefs that were causing those negative emotions. And those negative emotions that were driving bad behaviors and bad results in my life. And when that happened, I literally started making more money than I made before because I had confidence and motivation. And everybody's always so focused on the money because we live in this financial system that keeps you afraid of money. And people have these money blocks. But the, the, the way do you beat the system? is we can't go arrest all the bankers ourselves. I mean, it's, it's never going to happen. I wish. But you can learn how to ethically make money by helping other people, and you can make a lot of it by helping a lot of people the right way. And the way we help people is, again, we brainwash people to think for themselves. We're not saying, here, let's take a pill that's going to give you 300, 300 fucking negative side effects, and the side effect that you're going to get is suicidal thoughts when you're taking the pill because you're suicidal. What the fuck? Right. We brainwash yeah. people to think for themselves. And so if you want to get a hold of me or you want to get a hold of Dom, it's at domthehypnotist.com. It's dom.thehypnotist. Dom.the.hypnotist. I am at vital underscore visions underscore. We give free consultations, which means a free session, which is an actual Hypnosis itself, guided meditation, that's going to help you start to he begin the healing process. And there are a lot of macho men out there that don't think they need to heal, all right? But I have acronyms. I always use acronyms. H-I-P. H is to heal because you need to heal first. I is improve and P is perform better. Here's where you got to heal first, Jeff. That unconscious mind that you have, that everybody has, is holding on to all this pain for two reasons. One the unconscious mind only cares about survival. And so if you put your hand in the fire and it gets burned, your unconscious mind says, don't do that again. 
Except if the entire world stopped putting their hand in the fire after the first time, we wouldn't have firefighters, would we? What that means is we got to take risks to live the lives that we want to live, Jeff. We got to put in effort. We got to put in intention and we got to clear out all of the lies and the fear that's in the back of our mind, which is preventing us from being our highest fucking self. That's exactly why God says, do not fear because fear is a sin. Do believe, believe to become. And so faith fuels fruit and fear fuels failure. Faith feels fruit. Get that in your heads. So if you want to change, if you want to get rid of depression, if you want to get rid of anxiety, if you want to get rid of other nasty thoughts in your mind that are not serving you, come talk to me. I'll fucking do it on the very first session. If you want to continue because you want life, (laughs) you want to fucking make extra amount of money, you want to achieve certain goals, we can help you achieve your goals faster and easier than you could ever imagine before. I know because I was a client and I still am. So hypnotherapy works. And if you're not using hypnotherapy on you to better your life, somebody else is using hypnotherapy on you to fuck it up. So, again, VitalVisionsLLC at gmail.com and then at Vital, uh, vital underscore visions underscore afterward. After we will have all of those links in the description of this video. Cody, uh, text those to me just to make sure we have them locked in. And, again, ladies and gentlemen, take control of your life, man. Command your space. Nothing changes changes man you know not everything like i said has to be rainbows and sunshines but you know take responsibility for your own happiness dude but uh cody man you are the man i I know we've been trying to put this together for a very long time we've talked kind of messages off and on throughout the years but thank you bro you are a beautiful soul doing the lord's work i so appreciate it patrick score get our boy uh any other final comments gentlemen CodyVital.com. I forgot about that. I want to link you guys on my website. So again, send me a link. I could put you in my, my website. I designed the website. It's www.CodyVital.com. You can also book a session with me there. And I want to link you guys on there because I want like-minded individuals within my service. I want this to get out. I want the, there to be a revolution of minds who think for themselves, a revolution of people who think for themselves, a revolution of good souls who change this world for the better. And I know that's exactly what you guys want too. So thank you so much for having me on. Out of a doubt. Absolutely. Thank you, Cody. Patrick. That's Sorry, it. You Patrick, broke, you, Jace. Broke, you, broke, you, you broke up. You broke up. No, I was, that I was just saying, Patrick. No. <laughs> so much love, Patrick J. Farmers, faithful farmers. Welcome back, man. It's so good to have you guys back. Cody Vidal. Ladies and gentlemen, peace and so much love, and you know how it goes. There will be more. Love y'all. Peace. All right. Thank you, Cody.